0: Great. Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I know I'm leaving, but you can at least say hello. Um, There we go. Uh, There we go. Well, got that one out of the way. Got rid of that awkwardness. Uh, I'm James. Uh, If you don't know, I'm the Associate Vicar uh, here. And this morning, uh, I want to talk a little bit about prophecy. Um, which is quite a fun subject. Um, I don't know how that immediately makes you feel. Maybe for some of you, like, oh my goodness, why am I here? For others, you're like, yeah, I love prophecy, whatever it might be. Uh, So I want to start by uh, asking us um, this question, which is going to come up on the screen. And this is what I'd like us to do, uh, just in discussion with the people next to us. On a scale of zero to ten, what is your expectation of the way God will speak to you? Zero being heaven is totally silent to me. Uh, and 10 being on a daily basis I receive pictures, words and clear revelation from God. So what I'd like each of us to do is to place ourselves on that scale, where we think we are at the moment, but also what we think is normal for Christians on that scale. So have a good chat uh, and don't overthink it too much and I'll bring us back in a minute. Go for it. I always wonder how long I can leave it when it starts to go silent before we start again. I mean that can be a long chat for us I'm sure it's one we can continue afterwards about what we mean by heaven speaking to me or heaven being silent to me all that kind of stuff but today I want to talk about um, the gift and the ministry of uh, the prophetic, um, as I've said. And we're a few weeks into um, a series called Equip to Pioneer, which is following our Vision Sunday, which was a few weeks ago, where we launched our vision word for the year, which is Pioneer. But we want to be equipped as God's people to know how to stand stand in that and also walk in our giftings and our anointings as we enter this year of Pioneer. Uh, and uh, the, the place we're looking at um, in the context of this series is the five-fold giftings which Paul talks about um, within Ephesians 4. Um, uh, which are there too, sorry I wondered why that came up then, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ." And so before we even get to talking about what these giftings are, that is what they're there for. They're there to uplift a body, they're there for us to reach fullness, um, uh, the fullness of Christ, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, to become mature, um, to have unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God. Uh, it's quite an amazing thing uh, and these, um, these giftings are apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, also pastor in some contexts, and then teacher. Um, so that's what we want to look at this morning and uh, prophecy as you can see is the second on this list uh, and I'd like to unpack it a little bit for us in the short time we have this morning. Honestly, we could talk about it for weeks, uh, all the ins and outs of it, but uh, I'm just going to say a few things. But our hope is that as we go through these next weeks, we each get the opportunity to recognise and begin to step into the area that God has uniquely gifted us. Um, uh, Almost like stepping into how we're made, if you like. Uh, And some of us may have already done that within our daily walk. It may be something that we're already uh, engaging with, and that's wonderful. But some may be new to the idea that when we begin to follow Jesus, when we become um, a follower of Jesus, when we become a Christian, um, uh, we realise that God has made us for a purpose um, uh, within his church and the world. Um, He's given us a gifting. Uh, and it's quite an exciting thing to realise. I remember the first time I realised that, it's almost like everything came to life. I was like, okay, I don't just sign up to a set of beliefs. I walk with a God that has uniquely given me something and a purpose to do within this thing that we call the kingdom and this thing that we call the church. And um, so it's quite exciting. Um, so before I go on, let me dismiss any thoughts from any of us right now about being boxed in any of this. I don't know about you but when I begin to hear categories in church I immediately begin to feel boxed in and I'll be honest I begin to rebel against it instantly but that's maybe part of my character. Um, But although uh, we we may find that one or two of these giftings as we go through these weeks resonate with us the most uh, and from there we begin to test. We begin to say Lord is is, is that the one that you've given me? We begin to test it. Is that actually something that I keep coming back to? Is that something that other people recognise uh, within me? Um, And then it becomes more releasing than restricting because we realise our purpose and our role to play within God's thing of building his church. Um, But one facet of of true Christian maturity is having learned through experience and through the Spirit how to access each one of these giftings as a different situation arises. We may have one that we go back to, but actually Christian maturity means that we actually access all of them uh, in different ways at different times. For example, you may not be a shepherd or a pastor, but we're still called to care. You may not be a prophet this morning. You may be sitting there this morning thinking, well, this is not for me, I may as well switch off. And you're asleep with your eyes open, that's fine. Um, But listen to this, we're all called to listen to the voice of our Father and respond. We may not all be evangelists, but we're called to bring new people into the kingdom. We may not all be apostles, but we're called to push the kingdom into new places and see his kingdom advance. We may not all be teachers, but we're all called to hold out the light of scripture and offer it as the word to people. So before we go any further again, I want to say this. The gift of prophecy is for all. Even if you're sat there thinking you're counted out this morning, the gift of prophecy is for all. Just nudge your neighbour with a sharp elbow uh, and say, the gift of prophecy is for you. And now give him an even sharper nudge in the ribs with your elbow and just say, we can all hear God's voice. We can all hear the voice of our Father, our Heavenly Father, and put it into action. We can all grow in it too. um, But there's also the specific ministry of a prophet, which is what Paul is talking about in this particular Ephesians 4 passage. Um, But our readings for this morning um, from Acts point out these two things, both the gift for all, but also the specific ministry that some are called to. So let me um, go to our readings um, from Acts 11 and from Acts 21. So you ready to bring those up, uh, John? Thanks. The first one is a man named Agabus um, uh, appears twice in the book of Acts, both in Acts 11 and in Acts 21. And in both instances he gave prophecies as he was a prophet from Jerusalem. Uh, So here it goes. During this time, uh, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch Uh, One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. That's the first part, now on to Acts 21. And we read again of him prophesying what would happen to the Apostle Paul should he proceed to Jerusalem, uh, as was his plan in the sense of call uh, that he had. It goes like this, we continued our voyage from Tyre and landed in, I don't even know how to say that, I've skipped over, how do you say that bit? How do you say that? Ptolemy. Ptolemy. Ptolemy, I've obviously completely skipped over that when I've been preparing, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed in the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it and said, The Holy Spirit says... In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So what do we see here, other than the name that I couldn't announce, um, uh, pronounce, what do we see here? Straight away we see that there is Agabus who appears to be seen as a prophet, and by that, being gifted in the ministry of a prophet. Um, his words are directive and lead to change in this instance. Um, but we also read of Philip's four daughters who prophesied. They were operating in the gift of prophecy that is given to every believer. Uh, though all can prophesy, only some are appointed to the ministry of a prophet. Um, and it's the same with each of the other giftings, as I illustrated before. But although these four daughters had the gift of prophecy, Agabus had the ministry of the prophet and was ultimately entrusted with a major directive uh, for Paul, even though those around him didn't agree with Paul's interpretation. Uh, the word from Agabus, as you probably heard, probably, it wasn't very pleasant. Um, uh, those around Paul tried to prohibit him from going to Jerusalem. Uh, but it seems to give Paul uh, a bit more texture to what he was already called to in his heart. Um, and, and often when God speaks, and um, I was speaking with Emily about this and in our lives, we've seen this too, uh, he gives us just enough to know what may lie ahead, but also the freedom to decide whether to go or not. There's always a sense of partnering with a word with a word of prophecy when it comes. Toward the line of faith and action. Taking steps with the Lord, hearing his voice, and responding. And it's not always understood by those around us. I don't know whether you've ever taken a step with something you sense the Lord may have put on your heart. Um, uh, Particularly uh, some people that don't know the Lord, just don't really understand why you would do something. It seems upside down. Uh, when you do something for the Lord, for the kingdom. Even some Christians around you have got so religious sometimes um, uh, that they try to restrict you from doing what the Lord may be asking you. Um, The key is learning how to know God's voice together, um, trusting God that he leads us into life. Um, And by that I mean kingdom life, I don't mean easy life. Um, That's why in this passage I can reconcile... Uh, What's said by Agabus with a God of mercy and love who leads us into life, because ultimately it's leading Paul into kingdom life. Uh, It's not always the easy life uh, when a prophetic word comes. Um, But the overall uh, point is that when we see um, each of these five ministries working together, we see the body of Christ. That is, the church built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, as Ephesians 4 tells us. So it's not about any of the giftings, any of the ministries working individually, but together to see this aim. And we're all called to play our part. And each ministry, each gifting is important and has a part to play. None is above the other. Each just has a different role. Um, uh, And that's great. So if you're surrendered to god if you're following jesus god wants to speak to you that may seem quite obvious to some that may be complete news to others god wants to speak to you and sometimes he'll speak to you through a five-fold prophet um, i don't know whether you've ever had that experience someone who is obviously has the ministry of a prophet bringing a prophetic word it just seems to land somehow Uh, with you and often then comes true and leads to a directive a different direction uh, in the future Um, it's good to listen to these to weigh them up yes but to listen to these words and uh, and see what happens so here's a bit more texture about um, the heart of a a prophet Uh, often people who are prophets have their hearts broken for what breaks God's heart It may be that an evangelist also has his heart broken uh, for what breaks God's heart. Um, Often they're particularly attuned to God and his truth for today. Often a prophet will bring correction and challenge, uh, the dominant assumptions we inherit from culture. Often uh, they hold that um, the community obey what God has commanded. Uh, They're the ones that's putting the stake in the ground and saying, no, this is what God said, why are we moving away from it? Often they question the status quo. Often they're effective in revealing God's heart for his people wherever they go. Often they uh, accurately discern God's heart for a situation. Um, And as a result, they um, often have boldness to speak truth to power. Um, In the church and in the world, this is not just for in the church, this is for in the world as well. Um, One person refers to a prophet as a holy rebel, a holy rebel. And it's important that those two words come together, isn't it? Because they're people that are seeking Jesus and seeking to speak his words, not simply to rebel because they don't agree with something. That's a distinction that often has to be made for a prophet. Is this the Lord speaking through me or is it just I'm a bit annoyed about that? I want to enforce my own will on it. Um, If you're operating in the prophetic, you may understand that. Um, Prophets are people who are problem spotters, um, see where the gaps are and see where there's no life. Uh, often, I'm saying often, this is a generalisation, it may be parts of this, Um, their desire is often to be intimate in worship and passionate in prayer and this is infectious to those around them. Um, uh, They often help people experience God's voice for the very first time and help them to develop hearing the voice of God in their own life. That's a few things that you may experience if uh, you're a prophet. Maybe you are one, maybe a part of this resonates with you, maybe not. But I just wondered, just from that brief introduction, does anybody sense that they may be a prophet in here? Great, a few, it's fine, I'm not going to hold you to anything, I'm just wondering as we all discern this together. A few, it's not everyone, but there we go. But all can prophesy, but some have the ministry. Anybody think they're a pastor in here? I know we haven't done that yet. Anybody think they're an apostle? Anybody think they're an evangelist? Anyone think they're a teacher? I've put my hand up for all of them, sorry, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) Anybody not have the foggiest right now? (laughs) Wonderful, great. Well, hopefully by the end of this series, we'll each have an idea as we go through the different ones. I've completely lost my way. What am I talking about? Um, Often, uh, prophets, um, your experience will be... um, when you grow in confidence and start using that ministry, others around you will become more prophetic because it's all about releasing. Every one of these giftings is about releasing to the body of Christ. It's never about holding on to, it's never about you having more knowledge or more of a heart for this than someone else. It is releasing, 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 releasing. We don't grab onto it, and um, we take the attitude of Christ. Although he had equality with God, he chose to humble himself and became nothing. Philippians 2, have a read of that. Um, But we take um, that posture with all of these giftings. So, although some may be prophets, we can all prophesy. Um, So we've said, who do you think is a prophet? Who's here is keen to grow in hearing God's voice? Great. Are you in the right place? Um, so uh, there's a few things um, I- I'd like to talk about this morning um, about how we do that. I want to get really practical, and I want us to have a go. Um, so that- that's what we're going to do for the rest uh, um, of this morning. But let me do a few pre- preliminaries first. Um, in Christ, um, in Christ, we can all hear God's voice through the enabling presence of the spirit. In the last days, in Acts 2 it says this, In the last days God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy you, young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. This is for all. The gift of prophecy is for all. We don't try and break up that list. The point being made is that it's inclusive of everyone so everyone sat here however old you are however young you are if you have come to Christ you can hear his voice and speak his truth um, often um, there's a little bit um, uh, there's two things going on um, there, there's intentional listening um, but then there's also surprises uh, often they come into those two categories in my experience of hearing God's voice um, the stories we hear are often about surprises um, because they make better and dramatic stories. Um, the reality of hearing God's voice is that majority is because we've been intentionally listening, uh, be that through the words, be that through prayer, be that through just watching and going Lord what are you doing? There's an intentionality behind often hearing the Lord's voice and then sometimes it will just drop something in that completely surprises us. Often if you ever hear someone hearing the Lord, as I said, they will talk about the surprise stories, rather than the kind of secret place of pressing into God and learning to know his truth, learning to hear his voice. Um, so that's a, a massively important thing for us to understand. Um, uh, he speaks in many ways. Um, this is not an exhausted list here. Uh, um, Uh, God planted thoughts, maybe like a voice in our head, but particularly when we're turned to God, intentionally listening to him. Um, We'll often hear him speak in those times. There's something about the intentionality of being postured and turned towards him. Uh, He's always turned to us, but sometimes a time when we turn to him and spend that time, as I say, through the word, through prayer. God planted thoughts is one way. Another way is in the imagination. Um, uh, one person, a guy called Richard Peniston, who's been very helpful, I think he was an ordinarian here once upon a time, but uh, the imagination, he says this, the imagination is the cinema of the heart. It embraces symbolic truth that nourishes the heart's ability to feed on truth, beauty and goodness. I'll say that one more time. The imagination is the cinema of the heart. It embraces symbolic truth that nourishes the heart's ability to feed on truth, beauty and goodness. So sometimes he'll be speaking through our imagination. Um, Sometimes it will be dreams. Uh, Biblically they're also prophetic. Uh, How do we know the difference between just a really odd dream because we had too much cheese the night before or or a dream from God? Um, uh, One person suggests the breakfast test. Um, uh, Often if they're from God we remember them. They've they've stirred us in some way, not always, but that's one good test. Um, Often they're not for ourselves if they're a dream uh, from the Lord, they're often for someone else. Um, The beauty of the kingdom characterises them. The beauty of the kingdom and that's where the intentionality of knowing God's truth, knowing God's heart is really important in discernment. Um, Sometimes they're warnings and they stir us in some way. Uh, We get a sense about something. Sometimes I through pictures and inner visions, um, simple pictures, whole videos, or, or just just an imagination, an impression in some way. And I'm being quite broad there because I don't want to restrict the way God speaks. The point is, we'll, we'll get on to how we weigh it up in a moment. Uh, the other way is in the intuitive heart, in, in the intuitive stroke, the heart. Um, uh, in Mark 2, 8, it talks about Jesus Im- immediately knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. There's something that just resonated with him, he knew in his heart. Someone else says, I knew in my nowhere or something like that. I know in my Noah, that kind of thing, I mean, that's the phrase, isn't it? But Mark 2, 8, there's a sense of that. This is a bit more complex. Um, it's hard to know whether it's just because we've had a hard day or a bad day or whether the Lord's speaking to us intuitively. Um, For me, this is more a part of walking closely with the Lord. Um, And we get these nudges, these sudden awarenesses of something he may be saying to us. Um, uh, And we can become more attuned and alert to these things uh, as we progress, as we mature as Christians, as we spend time with him in his word. Um, Sometimes it can be through circumstances, coincidence, uh, repetition. Um, These are often confirming hints rather than solid ground Um, decisions because we can never tell whether it's a coincidence or not, Uh, we might just be in a cycle where we've seen something a couple of times, Um, but this is often a confirming hint because God said it elsewhere, we begin to see it like that. Um, In the body, physical sensations um, can sometimes happen. Um, With the eyes, uh, open eye visions, Um, some more than others, Um, some people see angels and they see, see things shift in the room Um, others um, see things on people that sounds a bit weird doesn't it Um, uh, see things on people Um, uh, uh, with that that sounds a bit weird all it is is God revealing something in the spirit often metaphorically to an area where he wants to set someone free it's all leading to life it's not for you to hold on to um, uh, and be the person that has the knowledge and doesn't share it we we just offer it humbly Um, that's really what that is Uh, So it's not about that person has more revelation than someone else that's not the point the point is God's setting us free and building his church um, and then finally with the ears uh, the audible uh, voice of God a little bit like Jesus baptism where he heard the voice of the father um, uh, I've not really had that uh, the, the audible voice of God maybe some of you had again we're discerning does this line up with Jesus does this line up with scripture I've I've really whipped through that, um, so I wanted to say, so here are a few principles before we do it. Uh, The first one is the principle of resonance. Um, When a bell or instrument resonates at a certain frequency, anyone a musician in here? Probably quite a few of us, yeah. Uh, When a bell or an instrument resonates at a certain frequency, other bells' instruments with the same frequency resonate with it. Is that true? Great, good. Good. That's good, otherwise I was going to stop that point right there. Um, so when God speaks by his Spirit, our, our hearts will resonate and come alive. When we speak the good news, when we speak the truth, when we act in a way which is like Jesus, hearts around us become alive. It's quite exciting, really, because something is resonating with us. It. It's almost though like God lifts up our faces To see him and to suddenly see where the life that we can have it resonates with us and prophetic revelation resonates with what we know of God and of ourselves and what God is saying in other contexts sometimes and it often resonates with what we know of God and what we know of ourselves Um, it sometimes uh, does need to shock us to get our attention um but this still needs testing um but the more we know of god the more we're able to hear him speak the more we know of him the more we're able to hear him speak and what we hear will generally be consistent um without the openness and the revelation we've already had about him in our hearts that's why it's so important we repeatedly come and open ourselves up to the spirit both here and in the secret place um when we're spending time with him so the principle of resonance the second one is uh, in line with scripture uh, authority uh, there are many things of God that are not in the scriptures but it must not be against the scriptures 2 Timothy three sixteen. all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting training in righteousness 1 corinthians 14 3 but everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening encouragement and comfort psalm 139 23 search me O god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting if it's not if it's inconsistent with the bible it's not from god God doesn't tell us to act vindictively against our neighbour, for instance. Or to be dishonest at work to help out with our financial circumstances. There are two aspects to this 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, uh, strengthen, encourage and comfort. Three aspects. Strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Strengthen, encourage, comfort. And that's um, a key consistent test for us when we receive these words. Strengthen, encourage, comfort. Judgment, prophecies, doom and gloom, uh, they're inconsistent with the character of God and his mercy. The starting point is Jesus. He restored, he healed, he was merciful, but he did challenge us back to life. not to death, he challenged us to life. So the Psalm 139 bit that I read there, that when we give permission to God to reveal the things in our lives that are killing us, then he will, that it's a permission thing. And we can give permission to others to invite them to do that. Would you, can you just pray for me? I, I feel a little bit stuck in the mud. At the moment in my walk with God can you just pray and just just remind me who God says that I am through scripture it might be a word in season for that person Um, but this is only ever in the context of offering words where there's been a clear genuine personal invitation to do so Um, it's not good the first time you meet someone with no permission to go up and tell them of their secret sin in their life Uh, that's not not the best way to go about it however god knows Uh, and with a permission thing uh, we can begin to be set free with that god can show us almost hold up a mirror uh, before us Um, so final thing god's design um, a really simple place to start with hearing God and a place where I'd like us to start this morning, despite how experienced or inexperienced or utterly terrified we may be, uh, a simple place to start is with hearing God is to ask him how he designed someone or something. Um, and, and when asking this question, we're asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us um, holy posit- positive words of encouragement, firstly, words or pictures we can use to bless aspects of that person that we can offer open-handedly to them and revelation about them that we would not naturally know about who they're made the encouragement thing Um, so I'm gonna lead us through that in a moment but my biggest caveat of all about prophecy is fun don't take yourself too seriously Um, Because if you do, um, people will laugh at you anyway. Um, So basically, whenever I do prophecy and I look around at a room and don't hear some laughter, I think I've done something wrong. Um, There needs to be the howling laughter when someone's completely out at something. Or the howling laughter when someone has just said something which was so true in our hearts that we can't help but release joy. So I want us to be able to laugh. Um, We've got freedom to laugh as we grow together. We've got freedom to not take ourselves really seriously. Um, is everyone alright with that this morning? Okay, good, good. Well, I, I, if not, I'll make you laugh, And um, so there we go. Um, so, what I'd like us to do, um, is I'd like us to get into groups of three. Uh, just wait a minute, I need to explain. Um, and I'd like us to find two people that we don't know very well to do this. Um, uh, that's a little bit of challenge for some of us. Um, uh, Uh, And I'd like to give ourselves labels A, B and C. um, uh, And then we're going to pray for one of those words for each other. Lord, would you show something about this person, about how you've made them to be? That's all we're going to ask. And if you're completely off, but it's still encouraging, the person can weigh it up. Uh, You know, we're, we're training together, we're learning together. Um, If possible, write it down or put it on your phone. It might be a word, a picture or a sense uh, that God may give you. But make sure it's encouraging and uplifting. I'm aware that, particularly in the morning, we we have all sorts of people, uh, some visiting for the first time. You are more than welcome to join in with this. Um, uh, If you're here and you're like, I'm not sure if I know Jesus yet, um, you're welcome to be introduced to him in this moment or you're welcome to join a group and just watch. This is the best thing to see him at work. Words of life being given. The life that he offers. Often in these times, we see people receive life. Or well, you're welcome to watch from a distance uh, if you want to. So, can we stand up together? I'll pray for us first, and I'm gonna. we're going to get into groups. <laughs> Introverts, I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm one of you, but well, this is the only way we're going to grow in it. Um, so, um, so, let me pray for us. Um, Lord, thank you uh, that you've spoken through your Son, uh, that you speak to us through your Spirit, uh, and that it's aligned with your Scriptures, that plumb line of truth that we have. And we ask, Lord, now that you would come and speak to us and through us to lift each other's heads, to encourage and release one another further to be who we're made to be because of what Christ Jesus has done on that cross and that resurrection. Hallelujah. So come and do it, Lord. Amen. Wonderful. So, um, if you'd like to, um, this is going to get messy, we're going to have to move out our O's. We can do that in the Anglican Church. Great. Um, so, um, if you'd like to find two people you don't know very well and um, say hello to them. That's the kind of normal normal way of human interaction. Um, people you don't know, say hello, who you are. Don't reveal too much um, because you want to, great. Then when you're in a three, put your hand up so I know that you've done it. Well done, everyone. Well done, church. This is a challenge for us. Well done. I know this is not what we normally do and it's slightly terrifying but we're really just blessing one another, that's, that's really it. Um, great. Is everyone who wants to be in a three in a three? Put your hand up if you're looking for a three. If you're looking for a three, put your hand up. You're looking for a third. Any, any spares going round? Oh you'll have to do it as a two then. Ooh. Oh dear, there we go. Great, okay. Um, You can do it, stood up, you can do it, sat down, there's no magic, you're not closer to God if you stand up, although some people think that. Um, So, this is what we're going to do, label yourselves A, B and C. Well done, I heard that one. Great, A, B and C, that's great. Everybody okay with that so far? Great, wonderful. Um, So, person A, can you just raise your hand for me? Great. Can you just say a prayer and say, God, would you come and talk to us? You, You go ahead and do that. Thank you Lord, oh. thank you Lord, great, it doesn't take long to clear his breath so I'll stop that one there, um, A and B can you now, in the silence, and I, uh, I recommend keeping your eyes open because that's one of the ways God speaks to us sometimes, just through showing us something, Often we close our eyes by default, but he wants to show us something. So A and B, what I'm going to ask you to do is for God to show you something about how he made person C. So person C, you may want to close your eyes to be more comfortable uh, with it, otherwise you'll have two people just <laughs> praying with their eyes open. So are we good to go for that? And then I'm, I'm going to cut us off because I don't want us to spend ages. We're just asking God just, just for an encouraging word, okay? And then I'll I'll say when we share it, just so that we all do it at the same time. You ready? So A and B, just pray, just ask God now for how he made person C. First thing that comes to mind, hold it, don't go into editorial, hold it and go, Lord, what do you want to say through that? Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you love to have fun with your children. Great, Stop. Now, A and B, just humbly offer those things, however ridiculous they sound, if they're encouraging, just humbly offer those things to the. other... I can see a few people laughing already. Um, just humbly offer those things to person C. Go for it. Go for it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> You don't have to over-edit, just share it and ask. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, I'm trying to judge the rumbles whether they come down or not. And now just just ask the person, and the person C, you don't have to say anything you don't want to about this, okay? But person C, can you say? Can you now um, say, "Yeah, that resonated with me. I don't have a clue about that one. Whatever, whatever you need to say, and be honest. It's okay. We're all here in parts. Just so yeah, just just say, did that resonate or not? Go for it. <laughs> so much fun." The best thing is I can hear the laughter. That's really good. That means we're doing it right if we're laughing. Well done. Perfect. Great. Now, I want you to swap round, and this this is really going to throw me now. Um, persons B and C, can you now ask, how? yes, how, how, God, how God has designed person A? That's the one. So B and C, do the same again, B and C for A, um, and just ask God and um, go for it. And then I'll call us back in a second. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remember, don't go into editorial, just hold the word and ask God what He means. Great, now go for it. Go for it. Share those words with um, A. We all hear in parts. It's okay. Encouraging, uplifting. That's what we're going for. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Oh. <laughs> 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 Thank you Lord. Remember, you can, you can write these down, they can just be ones that you sit with for a while, that's fine. And then when you're done, um, would A now say, yeah, yeah, that, that resonated with me a little bit, um, or, or not, that's fine. We just offer the words, that, that's it, job done. <laughs> There's some really concise people and there's some chatters, so I'm just gauging who those people are. Okay, oh that's me, sorry, wonderful. Wonderful. And do write them down, do remember them, however you, on your phone, write them down however, however you can. Um, right. Now, A and C are going to uh, ask for person B. Hands up, person B's. God, your people are warmed up now, they're ready to go. <laughs> wow, this, this is really going to go somewhere. So, um, people A and C, um, God, how, did you, how have you designed person B? Go for it. Ask. Don't go into editorial, hold it and say, Lord, what do you want to say? And now go for it, share it with person B. Go for it. As we release it, often it comes to life. That's just the way it seems to work. No. okay person B do you want um, do you want to just say if like what resonated what if it didn't that's fine you know we're all here in part I'm going to keep saying it no one's a professional so B why don't you go ahead and do that Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful. Um, So as we as we draw back in a moment, so you are for now, would you just raise your hand if you've been encouraged this morning by some one of those words or even hearing a word for the first time? Uh, Who here heard a word for the first time this morning? Wonderful. Wonderful. Fantastic. So what I'd love us to do is, is, these are words of life, they lift our heads up and they, they also sometimes open our hearts, because uh, that's what the Lord does, he comes into our hearts. Is I'd love us to just, if you're comfortable, just to lay a hand on, on one another like that uh, and just pray, Lord thank you for that, I pray you'd continue bringing us to life, or something to that effect, and just say I pray you protect our hearts today and that we'd learn to hear your voice more. Something like that, I'm not going to dictate. Uh, but go for it. Just pray and then we're going to come back uh, and and we'll lead us from there. Thank you Lord. <laughs> mm. Thank you Lord. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That you lead us by still waters. You restore our souls. You lead us into life. Your goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. May dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful. wonderful so lord speak to your children uh help us to know your voice more um, help us to be people that hear you and respond and bring others to life too amen